From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two of our series on media and marriage. What are you watching? And there's an anonymous quote that says, your diet isn't only what you eat. It is what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, and the people you hang around. Mm -hmm. So be mindful of the things that you put into your body spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Yeah, and last week we talked about the listen part. This week we're talking about the watching part. Absolutely, but before we go there, we start each show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the ones in the one family whose marriage is becoming extraordinary. And this week's hug is sponsored by Third Love. And we're going to be sharing a little bit more about how this company is changing bra shopping a little bit later in the show. Mm -hmm. This hug comes from an email message that we received. And he said, Thank you so much for your podcasts. I'm a lover of podcasts and I found your show about six weeks ago. I was super excited to show my wife of 27 years. Her reply, oh, okay. Mm. We've been struggling lately with communication after arguing. We went through a time where my wife had an emotional affair and I just didn't know how to overcome the anger and pain. With kids and grandkids, I was lost and I turned back to drinking after 22 years of being sober. Mm. We were in a downward spiral and after considering divorce as an option and more fights that I could count, I sought counseling with a pastor. Well, we're still working together to fix our marriage. And I tell you all of this to say we had a big fight and we got through it. I said I was sorry. She said she was sorry. Then I was floored. She sent me a picture of your podcast, Makeup Sex, hmm. and I cried. Sex was never really a problem in the past. We had a rule. She never said no, and I never asked when it was a bad time, but we had lost the magic. Seeing that she is listening to you tells me that she wants it to work. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Love it. Wow, I love it. And seeing those, you know, we often get tagged when you guys... Um, share pictures of the show with your friends, maybe on Instagram or Facebook or things like that. And it's, it's so powerful for us to see that, to see that image. And it's ironic yeah. that I, I'm talking about this, right. As we're talking about what are you watching? And last week we were talking about what are you listening to, but to see that image that you're sharing something that's going to promote marriage, that you're sharing something that's going to encourage a marriage. And mm -hmm. it's so powerful. You all are your marriage warriors. Yeah. And we're so honored and blessed to be doing life and doing marriage with each and every one of you. And we're currently in this series where we're looking at the impact of media on your marriage. And, you know, as Tony said, and I just mentioned it a minute ago, we're looking at what you're listening to, which was last week. And this week it's, what are you watching? Mm -hmm. And, you know, real quick, full disclosure, because, you know, we never get behind these mics without telling you what happens in our own lives. We do watch popular TV and movies. I can think of like Office and Friends. We're, we're Netflix bingers in, in that sense, right? We, we watch a lot of sports. In a this lot house. of sports. Football. College football is our prime time. Like you want to you want to catch us on a Saturday Come on over and we'll be plopped down watching some. Uh, it doesn't matter. It Pac doesn't matter who's playing. Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, we're, we're watching. Go Buffs. <laughs> Definite college football fans. Um, like Tony said, we've been known to binge on Netflix. The one thing that we don't watch, we don't watch porn. 
Mm-mm. So I want to say that from the top of the show, yep. just so that we're clear and you guys are clear where we're coming from. Yeah. Um, and just like many of you, I'm sure have heard the expression that the eyes are the windows of the soul. The same thing is true that what we watch impacts our soul. Mm-hmm. Right. What we take in, not only can you, you know, you look at somebody's eyes and, and I know Tony has shared on the show more than once that, that sometimes we don't even sit face to face, right. Because I'm so intimidating, right. I'm peering into his soul. No, no, no. We sit face to face. It's during those times when we were younger married and we would have arguments or discussions. That's when like Elisa, like sitting face to face was like Elisa just piercing my soul. Well, he shared that you guys at the one conference, right? Like when when we're up on stage, he'll be like, sometimes I just like, if we're having a big conversation because she's piercing my soul, I can't like be looking straight. And that's why the the walk-in talks are very, very, very good for us because it's just shoulder to shoulder. But as we look at that, we have to think about what we're feeding ourselves. What are we putting Mm -hmm. into our souls? Like if the eyes are the window to the soul, what are we putting into our souls that our spouse is going to see? Right. And what are we watching? That is impacting it, right? It could be from those TV shows. Mm-hmm. could be from movies. Hey, this past weekend, we, we sat and did a little John Hughes binge on a couple of movies. You know, for, for those of us in the 80s, that was sort of like your breakfast club, Can't Buy Me Love, some kind of wonderful, pretty in pink, those types of movies. So, we, you know, we're watching those. Are you watching porn? With your spouse or without your spouse? Are you watching that? Talk shows. Mm -hmm. That's another one, right? That's another big area. I mean, there's so many different opinions and ideas that are going on and and how how they, even from sports talk radio to your relationships or your morning shows. Mm You know, those, those watching them and, and seeing what people are saying can impact you and, and even to sports. Well, are you watching reality TV, mm-hmm. which I, I just want to be real clear, reality TV by and large is a misnomer. There's a lot of staging that goes on today, but the, the first real world on MTV, when we were in like college, that was like real reality TV. Now it's not now nowhere. It's, scripted. it's all scripted. There's a lot of scripting going behind yeah. all of the quote unquote reality TV. I'm, I might be bursting a few bubbles out there, but the truth is reality is not reality. Mm-hmm. And what we watch impacts us because we take in those opinions and we take in what media thinks that we should, that we should think about things. And then that comes out in our marriage. It comes out because they put their ideas of what marriage looks like. They put their ideas of what sexual intimacy looks like. And, you know, think about all of those shows where, you know, a couple has an issue and it's wrapped up in, in a neat little, you know, 30 minute television show where you're watching a movie and they go from, from devastating to happily ever after in two hours or, you know, how media portrays husbands as being, you know, these goofy, dumb guys who only ever want sex right? There are a lot of portrayals of men out there or portraying women as, you know, these cold frigid types that never want sex. Those are just stereotypes that, that sex doesn't have to have any component of romance, that everybody is always ready to go, that marriage never has any problems. Or if they do, we just, you know, wrap it all into something quick. And that, you know, we get into these ideas of, you know, specifically around sex that, well, why doesn't our sex life look like that? Mm-hmm. And I know I've said it on, on the one show before, but the truth is any sex scene that you watch 
right? The hair has been done. The makeup's been done. The lighting's been done. The bed's been made or unmade. The room is clean or like all of that has been staged for your benefit. It's not real. It's not real. And yet we, we adopt this idea of, well, I want that. Or we see these marriages on TV that, that are seemingly perfect and they don't have any problems. Well, you're watching a 30 second or 30 minute scripted marriage. You know, there are problems, you know, oh, everybody just solves their problems. In the real world, you actually have to work through your problems. In the real world, there are men who don't want sex and women who do want sex. I'm just going to like burst a few bubbles there too. Yeah. Not every scene in your life has a laugh track behind it. When an argument happens or when an awkward moment occurs, there's not some laugh track happening for you to get some riled, somebody in the audience riled up. This is, this is real stuff, man. And if you know, you're in that moment, it, it's a bit tough to disconnect yourself and go, wait a minute, this isn't some comedy show I'm watching where a husband and wife are, are doing a skit or mm -hmm. a bit with one another. Heck, I remember a few years ago, there was a group of talk show hosts. It was a talk show, all women. And somehow one of them had found out about a seven days of sex challenge, mm -hmm. right? This is something that if those of you that are brand new to the one show, uh, we actually have one of our best uh, Amazon bestsellers is the seven days of sex challenge, right? Seven days, just amazing sex, how you can transform your marriage. And these women were up there in a place of authority right? Because the network had given them this place telling other women, presumably as their viewers, that this was the most ridiculous thing they'd ever heard. And they couldn't understand why anybody in their right mind would do something like this. And I'm sitting there because somebody had forwarded me the clip and I'm like, are you kidding me? Not pro-marriage, right? Not pro-marriage. And that's what we have to be aware of. There are so many pieces of media out there that are creating visions for what marriage should look like that are not pro-marriage. And we need to actually take a step back and say, hold on a second. I need to not be thinking what media wants me to think with the television shows and, and the sports talk and the, the talk shows and all of these other people. What is our vision for our marriage? And I want to say at this point in time, if you haven't listened to our first series, Our Marriage Vows, that's where you start it, it, because it's about you and your spouse. You both are uniquely made. Each of you are uniquely made. You come together. You say your vows. And that is between you two. So getting to that point where what's your marriage vision is you got to lay that foundation. So make sure you listen to that first series if you haven't already. And I would say if you have and you haven't pulled out your, your marriage vows, make sure you do. Because this next step is really important and vital to have those. Because when, when you take those vows, when you start crafting your vision, once you know what you want your relationship to look like, it's going to be a lot harder for you to be swayed by other people's ideas. Mm -hmm. Because we do, as a society, we do spend a lot of time taking in visual media. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to lump TVs, movies, talk shows, all of that into the visual media. Uh, in the one family, about 66% of you watch between one and two hours a day right? Just between one and two. And that's after working a full day. That's after caring for the kids. That's before you fall asleep in bed. And so there's not a lot of time left for our spouses and, and that time that we're spending. And guys, we've done this too. There are 
plenty of times when we just like plop down on the couch because we're like, I just need to Mm -hmm. veg out. But when we take that in, we're taking in thoughts on how men and women treat each other. What fights should look like, what our bedroom is supposed to be like, and, and what what marriage and, and what this all is is going to be. And I just want to share, um, we were actually talking to one of our children. Um, we were talking to our teenage boy about the fact that we were doing this show on, on what people were watching. And, and I mentioned the fact that Game of Thrones came up as, you know, what some people in the one family like to watch. And he's like, mom, that's like the most popular television show ever. And I was like, what are you talking about? Right? Because I honestly never watched it. Yeah. When it comes to those shows like Sopranos, Game of Thrones. I'm thinking some of those other style, like those shows, Elisa and I have never gone into. Just, it's not what we watched ever. Well, and I just want to share, I found this statistic. This was it for um, 2017. So this would have been season seven of okay. Game of Thrones. And the average viewership per episode was 32.8 million people. Which is amazing. You know, the show was broadcast in 207 countries and simulcast in 194 countries. I mean, like crazy. And then I just Googled Game of Thrones sex, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was curious. I mean, if so many millions of people are watching this show, which I've never seen, it's kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey, which I've never seen, uh, then what's out there? And I couldn't believe, like, I didn't even click on any of the stories, but there were pages of, like, Top 15 sex scenes, top 22 sex scenes, rape and sex and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, when you start reading that or when you start ingesting that and you start thinking, okay, what is that portraying? It's no wonder that when we ask what you guys are watching and how does it portray marriage, we got words like chaos. We got words like optional, dysfunctional, goofy, fairy tale. Like these are all words that you're thinking about when you see how marriage is portrayed. We, we then went and said, well, how is the sexual intimacy portrayed mm-hmm. in yeah. what you're watching? And we got words like passionate, always steamy, non-exclusive, mm. hot, fun, flirty. So w- we're taking all this in. And I will tell you, like, just truth be told, Tony and I, our sexual intimacy is not always steamy. It's not always passionate. Mm-hmm. We have great sex, but it's not an always type of thing. No. Right. There are times it ebbs and flows for for sure. There are times when it ebbs and flows on the passionate side, uh, definitely exclusive. Times when it's hot. Times when it's just sort of like lukewarm, and you know we gotta we gotta like turn up the heat, or we have to have the discussion on hey, how do we make it hot like it used to be? Fun. I, I would say a lot of times it is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the pure joy of having sex is fun. Flirty, nah. You know what I mean? It's it, it again. That's another area where I feel like there are definitely times when we will flirt with one another, and then there are times when we don't. It's more of a hey, it's time for a quickie. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and taking in that those messages about the sexual intimacy, and taking in the messages about marriage—that marriage has to be chaos, or it's going to be dysfunctional, or that it's optional, or that it's always easy. Like we take in those messages, and we wonder why our marriages look the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Right. We wonder why if we've got a, a, a diet of this or maybe you've invited pornography into your marriage, you've chosen to bring pornography into your marriage. We wonder why when we choose to escape to this form of media and we ingest that, we wonder why our real lives don't look like it. Mm-hmm. We, we need to we need to be in a place of saying, what am I taking in and how is that impacting me? It, it can't be if if 
the idea behind, I mean, think about it, guys, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't even have the ability to watch TV from our phones. We barely even had, you know, multiple channels. I mean, that's not true. We had, uh, you know, cable and everything was there. But now we've got... Well, we didn't have the ability to watch when we wanted on demand. We, We didn't have that like we do today. Absolutely. I mean, now you never, like, if you don't want to watch a commercial, you never have to watch a commercial. You can, you can DVR, you can stream, you can, you know, watch TV at two o'clock in the morning, whatever you want to watch, whenever you want to. And we're in this place where, where we're taking in so much in the form of what we're watching. And this visual media, well, it, I mean, there are a lot of great shows out there. There are a lot of harmless shows out there. I'm not, this is not like a turn off your TV and just become a TV free society. Oh no. Like HGTV, the food channel. Some of those are, I would say they're fun. Do you watch them? They have no impact on your marriage. Mm-hmm. If anything, it may have an impact on your marriage in the sense that maybe you're doing a reconstruction project on your home and you're getting some amazing ideas with your spouse, or maybe you're watching cutthroat kitchen and you're like, Hey, you know what? That looks fun, and we're going to just get in the kitchen together and make something, a dinner together, which we haven't done in a while. It is tough, though. I will say we've become a a society that watches, but we don't do. Mm. We watch, we see, and yet we don't do anything. That amazing meal that we just saw some chef prepare, or even just an amateur chef. Because they have those shows where they bring in amateurs, you know, just people who know how to cook. And we, we consume it from a visual standpoint, and yet we're not willing to take the action to go and do it. And so it's easy to watch an infomercial of some fitness program to see these amazing people, and yet are we willing to get up and move? And I'll raise my hand. I'm not saying this isn't us. There, there are definitely times when it's we're just watching consuming. There are other times when we're moving and taking action because it's moved us to do that. And we have to be aware of what we're consuming. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that awareness here mm-hmm. in just a second. But before yep. we do that, I do want to thank this week's sponsor, Third Love. And Third Love's amazing. They offer more than 70 different bra sizes, including their signature half cup sizes and their Fit Finder quiz. Honestly, I, like I've never had so much fun thinking about like bra sh- or breast shape right? Because I didn't even know. I had no idea that breast shape actually makes a difference in finding the right bra that's going to fit and in finding styles that, you know, work with my body. It was, mm-hmm. and let's face it, nobody wants to go into the bra store and be like, yeah, let me put my arms out and, you know, get measured right here in the middle of the store. It takes all the awkwardness out of finding a bra that fits. And, you know, truthfully, there have been many bras that I think are going to fit a certain way. And then I get home and it just doesn't fit exactly the way I want it to. And third love's got you covered with their 100% fit guarantee because every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it because then third love's going to wash it and they're going to donate it to a woman in need, which I think is amazing. Just being partnered with companies that take care of others. And third love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash one right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash one for 15% off today. So let me ask you guys, as we're talking about what you can do and what it looks like when, with all of this visual media, what are you watching? 
right? What, what have you chosen to put into your body? And it's just like, I, I, you know, I shared that quote to start the show. Your diet's not just what you eat. It's what you watch. And I think there has to come a time when you have to almost go cold turkey on something like this. There are times when, man, if what you're watching is really impacting you, is it worth having any more? So for an example, just for me, in January, I loved, even prior to that, I loved my um, Starbucks double shot. Just, I, I honestly, I enjoyed the smell, the taste. You may not got it, get it. And yet I began to feel just blah every time. And so in the middle of January, I just said, it's done. Cold turkey. Haven't had one since. I remember there was a point in time, even in our marriage, though, when it came to watching TV, we were consuming so much and not doing anything in our lives that we just pulled the cable. Like we just didn't have it, you know? So it may be one of those times where you're just like, I I just need a a detox from all this. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, I need to get back to understanding what this marriage is between my spouse and I, not what somebody else is telling me I should see it as. Well, I have a coaching client. I was talking to them. They recently took just a a short weekend getaway. I guess it was probably about three or four days. And they didn't realize, they knew they were going to a remote cabin, but they didn't realize quite how remote it was going to be. And there was no internet, no cable, no satellite, no nothing. Do they have electricity? They did have electricity, but they were basically off the grid in terms of, of anything. And the husband was sharing with me, he's like, yeah, it was a little bit like it it was a little bit weird because we didn't have that that distraction of let's just go watch a show or, or Mm -hmm. such and such is on right now, or I'm going to watch the ball game. He's like, we, we had to interact with one another. And that may be like, if we think about the amount of time that we spend, and I know in the one family, it's like I said, it's about one or two hours, but you know, there are some people that are much higher on that spectrum. And then there are some of you that aren't watching TV at all. But if you think about that amount of time, what happens when you pull the plug? Mm -hmm. And again, we're not saying you have to make a complete lifestyle change and the one family is going to get rid of their TVs. Don't freak out on me. But what would it look like if you said, you know what, this weekend, we're, we're not going to watch media. Mm-hmm. We're going to, I don't know, go crazy, interact with one another. Right? What would that look like? How much time? Like, will you have the nervous twitch of, oh, I really want to watch that show. Or, oh, I wonder what's going on on, on my show. Right? Like, will it be an awareness of how much time you actually spend giving it to something that doesn't necessarily give you something back. Will you also have the awareness if you just give yourself a bit of a detox to say, what are the views of marriage that we're watching or the views of sex that we're watching? And how does that impact how I see you mm-hmm. or how I treat you or, or if it's even reality, right? Have I, t- have I, put myself on such a steady diet of what other people think and, and what's fake out there that I don't know real from fake. And so, you know, it's kind of like giving yourself that, that visual detox to say, huh, let me just look at my spouse. Let me look at our sexual intimacy and what we create, not what other people have created, or what, uh, you know, other people think is right for us. You also need to start, you know, not just looking at what you're watching, but what you're watching together, but why, why are you spending those hours? right? Some people watch TV to escape, right? It's an easy checkout. Like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch the show. Mm-hmm. Some, Been there, done that. 
Mm-hmm. Some people watch TV because what's going on in their real lives is so painful or, or just in such a spot that they want to escape to the fantasy of what could be. Mm-hmm. Some people are just bored, yeah. right? It, it's just, it's a mindless activity. If you have teenagers, you know, this is a mindless activity for them because they can be on their phones and watching TV all at the same time. It's just background noise, just background noise. Some people watch TV to get aroused. That's generally where the porn mm-hmm. falls into it. But you have to know, like, let's not just be mindless robots that just flip on a remote control or, or pull up Netflix on our phones or, or on the iPad or wherever. Let's actually get to this place of saying, I, I'm going to be an aware participant in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to think through stuff. And this doesn't have to be an every minute of every day type of awareness. But, but when we're watching those shows and we see a couple portrayed or we see sex portrayed, stop for a minute and just say, is this how I want to view my husband or my wife? Is or this- my marriage overall? Is this the way I see marriage anymore? You know, because there was that day when it was your wedding day or leading up to that wedding day, and it was all amazing. Mm-hmm. You got to get clear. You've got to get clear on what your vision is going to be for your marriage. There's, if there is one thing that you take away from this show, know that when your vision is super clear, you aren't going to be swayed by what other people have to say about marriage or by what other people portray about marriage or by what other people say sexual intimacy is supposed to look like. And if you've never taken the time to create your own vision so that you can go out and pursue your vision, today's the day. And you can check that out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash vision planner. And here's the thing. The reason you want to be doing this is you begin to set up that vision. And through that, you begin to set up your core values and who you guys are. And really, when you stand upon three or four core values, that really begins to drive where you're going in your marriage. It then allows you to go, is this, is this worth viewing? Is this worth watching? Is it, is it leading me towards the vision I have with my spouse? Or is it detracting me from it? And that's a big thing. And, and hey, guys, this is a life. Like you're going to have to work through this and wade through this. This isn't one of those easy ones where it's just like, oh, bam, it's done. Yes. Cutting the cable and just going, hey, we need to just get off of it for a while. I get it. Being where we are in our mid forties, it's taken us some time to get here, but I'll tell you, I wish somebody would have told me many years ago that this is where we needed to be and what we needed to be really pressing into that vision, the core values and not and not saying, hey, we have to come up with it today, but really work on it. Who are we as a, as a married couple? What do we see? Because I really believe, had we done that so many years ago, a lot of the dysfunction, a lot of the arguments, a lot of what we watched, a lot of what we listened to would have gone away because we have that core values to say, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. It's so, so powerful because as you get clear on that vision, as you get clear on what you want your sexual intimacy to look like, as you get clear on what you want your marriage to look like, you're going to get really clear on how you want to spend your time. Right. And you're going to start to ask yourself, is it worth this one, two, three, six hours that I'm going to go veg out? I'm going to spend a Saturday watching sports or a Sunday watching sports. Is that is what I'm watching right now, is it building up my marriage? Is it contributing to my marriage or is it not? 
And sometimes it will be. Hey, for you, you may say, watching football with my wife right beside me, it's worth it. I agree. There are other times, though, that I would say, is that show really worth us watching? Because what I'm seeing isn't portraying marriage the way it should be portrayed and how we live out our marriage. So you know what? Even though we rented this movie, we're stopping it. So with that, go out there. Just think about what's ahead. Think about that, about what, what you're watching and the impact it has on your marriage. Next week, we're going to jump into part three. What are you scrolling through? But this week, hey, go check out the vision planner. Start looking through that. Do that together because as you go through that vision planner, the things that you're going to pick up and as you walk together, it's going to mold who you are and determine, are we watching this or are we not? But you do that together as a team. We love you guys. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Share this. Share this series with somebody that you know who may who may need to have a little jolt in their life to know that, hey, that romance scene that you constantly are watching, that's not real life. This is real, what we're, we're, we're listening to here. So you guys, we love you. Take care. God bless. Have yourself a fantastic week. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.